Hello and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. The waters in the mortgage industry can be pretty muddy. Whether it's investing, leasing, renting, home insurance, or myths and misconceptions, Welcome Home Radio has the answers for you, the consumer. And now, to help you make the right home buying decision for you and your family, here are your hosts. And welcome to Welcome Home Radio, where real estate lending and learning come together. This is July 27th. I hope everyone's staying cool out there and enjoying your summer vacation with family and friends. Welcome Home Radio tries to educate, update anything and all things that impact the housing market, your home purchase, sale, refi, and for you to be able to make the best decision for you and your family. Today's show is going to focus on a new trend here in Texas, and this trend focuses on clean energy for your home. And of course, this is solar panels. And we wanna go over the many questions, the myths, the benefits, the challenges that come with buying, installing, servicing solar panels. And joining us today, our wonderful guest is Scott Hazard with Brightside Solar. Scott, welcome so much. Thank you for joining us today. And of course, Tom, Alan, great to see y'all. We're, I'm excited about this because I want to get educated and understand more about the benefit here in Texas. Of course, we have great sun. We <laughs> The month of July has been great sun, uh, but we I want to understand how that all works. So uh, our producer can bring us all up. We're ready for this discussion. Scott, open us up and tell us more about the solar energy from your point at this time and, and give us that insight that you have. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, let's start with this. Uh, Texas is the number one state in the union right now for both volume of solar being installed and the growth rate of solar. Texas is leading the, the charge in the, and I won't even say a green energy revolution, Texas is leading the charge in an energy revolu revolution right now because of the weaknesses that were exposed in our grid during winter storm URI. Um, Solar is wildly popular right now. The reason it is wildly popular is because the price of everything is going up. And as the price of everything goes up, so do your utility rates. Your utility rates will only go in one direction, and that is up. Solar allows homeowners to lock in a fixed cost for you for electricity, and it doesn't go up. Um, so therefore, Can I stop you there. I'd like to understand how is it that you're able to lock in a rate for um, where we're, right now we're seeing in the electrical world a contract for a year, two years, three years. How does that do? How does that work? Well, help us. Uh, let, let, let me just let, let me back up and, and let's pretend you called me and you want to look at solar for your house. Okay. The first thing I'm going to do is ask you for a recent copy of a, an electric bill. Okay. And your electric bill will have a graph on it most of the time that shows your last 12 months of electrical usage. Yep. And so I take that and I plug that into my proposal software and we determine roughly how much electricity you need for a year it provided you are not planning on building a room onto your house or adding a pool or having a baby or buying an EV or any of the above. If you are going to be status quo moving forward, it shows us how much you need. And if you're going to be expanding your electrical usage going forward, we can determine how much extra you will need. So what we do is we plug in your, your 12 month numbers into this uh, piece of software that we use. The next thing we do is get a, a recent satellite view of your house, the roof of your house. And then we digitally inlay panels on the roof of your house. And this satellite view of your house can tell us, it tells us two things that are, that are very useful in, in, in the solar industry. Which direction each panel faces and what the slope is on your roof, what the pitch is on your roof. 
Those two things are very important. A roof with a 44-degree pitch, that's a very steep pitch roof, is not going to perform as well as a roof with a 24-degree pitch because the panels, the sun's coming down and the panels are on, on a steep pitch. They need to be this way so that there's good exposure. The, the more pitch on your roof, the, the less effective your panels will be. That's one of the things that, that we learned from this. Then we just go through and place panels in the, we, we put as many as we can on the south side first, because that's where generation is best. Then it goes to west, then it goes to east, then it goes to north. Uh, we run this through. The panels have, each panel has a fixed output. I use 400 watt panels with my customers, which is about the most powerful residential panels on the market right now. Um, and so I can I can tell you and show you uh, on your proposal, you've used this much energy in the last year. This system will generate this much energy in the next year, and it breaks it down by month. Obviously, a solar system in Texas is going to generate more energy in June than it does in January, because in January, the sun the declination of the sun is much further to the south than it is in, in the spring and summer and fall here. As the sun gets closer to us, your production goes up. As the sun goes down into the western hemisphere to its negative uh, 32 and a half degree declination on the shortest day of the year here, which is the winter solstice, that's the, the least generating day that you'll have generally speaking and, and there are other things that affect all of this but i'm talking in in generalities here so we can we can look at all of these things all of these uh most of these are actually automated and, and, and what that means is that the software knows it'll it'll know which way a roof is facing which way a pitch is facing and we know that your southern facing roof is going to get, uh, with no shade, roughly 1,450 hours of sun over a year's time. And your north facing roof with no shade is going to start at about 850 to 900 hours of, of sunlight over a year's time. Uh, so we're able to get very close on the offset to the, if you have demonstrated that you want a 100% offset, which means you want enough solar on your home to zero your electric bill. We, we put as much as we can on there. Some houses will hold enough panels to generate three or four times as much electric as they use in their house. Some houses will not. I, I've got houses, I've, I've been to people's beautiful homes who were wanting to go solar and the most we could generate is maybe a 25 or 30 percent offset for whatever reason. And, and you just have to tell people that um, in, in lots of cases, uh, a 25 or 30 percent offset is still a, a, a money saver. But let's go back and, and pretend like we got you 100 percent offset. Your average electricity bill on your house, let's say it's uh, 400 dollars. That's what you've averaged over the last 12 months in electrical cost. If I'm able to fit enough panels on your house and, and facing in the right directions, on, in most cases, I can put you a solar system on your house that will completely power your house. I can set you up with a low interest, long-term loan to pay for that solar system. And your payments will be considerably less than what you're paying now for electricity. Uh, so that's how people are saving money. That's one way, saving, being cash flow positive from day one. Can I ask you a question, sir? Absolutely. How many homes get a 100% offset compared to how many homes get a 80, 50, 25? What would you say it's, how, how does it spread out? Um, I, I, I'd say I can probably, I, I do a hundred percent on 75%. 75% of the homes get a hundred percent offset on their electrical bill. And they're able to do that. That I look at. Yes. Okay. Now, 
you know, people who live in a house that's covered by trees with a roof that never sees daylight, they they don't usually call me. They 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 know that people people are, are smart <laughs> enough to understand that if you live in a house and your roof is dark all the time, then you're you're probably wasting your money on solar panels. Sure, sure. Now I've got to ask this question. This is burning inside of me because as you went through the process, and I appreciate that immensely, it helped me understand. You generate power, and of course, we're generating power here in Texas in the longer days, up to 14 hours, I would think. Um, and But you have downtime. Where are we storing this energy when, well, I mean, how do, is there a storing complex that goes on your home as well? You can, there, there, there's two options here. Most utility companies have a, a condition is, that's known as net metering. Have you heard that term before? Nope. Okay. Denton, util, Denton Municipal Electric uses net metering. CoServe uses net metering. Reliant Energy uses net metering. Most larger energy companies have a net metering arrangement. Here's what net metering means. We're going to install solar on your house and we're going to turn it on. And, and on the seventh of the month is the, the day that your utility company looks at your utility bill and, and determines it, right? That's that's your the closing date for your utilities for the month. If your utility net meters, your system will overgenerate during the day. If it, and it's designed that way. If your house uses 50 kilowatt hours of energy a day, we will design a system for you that's going to generate that 50 or a little bit more. Now, here's what you have to understand. If you're using 50 uh, kilowatt hours a day and we're generating, let's say we're generating 55, by the time the sun goes down at, at 830, you've probably used uh, about 32 to 35 of your 50 kilowatt hours for the day. But during the day, you have been over generating and pushing that power back to your, your utility company. And then at night, you pull that power back. So the whole month is all about you, your solar panels first power your house and any, ex any excess power that's generated is pushed to your utility. At the end of the month, your utility company looks at your bill and they say, okay, you have used 912 kilowatt hours of energy that we have sent you. And you have sent us uh, 913 kilowatt hours during the month. So we owe you for one kilowatt hour. You have a credit now of one kilowatt hour, which would end up being about 14 cents. Um, that's how it works. Net metering is, it, 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 it's, it's needed to get a full offset without using batteries. And most every energy company offers it. And the only people who, that I have found who, who don't have net metering and, and don't have it available to them from one company or another are people who live in really rural settings. I, I, I did a guy, I, I spoke with a guy, I wasn't able to, to do solar for him because it just didn't work. Uh, out in uh, Sanger area, in, in, but out, out in the, literally out in the country. And he's with some little small utility cooperative that doesn't offer net metering. And furthermore, they don't give you a penny for anything you send them during the day or during the night or at the end of the month or anything. And what that means is, frankly, solar alone doesn't work for you. What I suggested that guy do, if he really wants to, to generate his own power, is use a backup battery. We have Tesla power walls available. We have uh, solar edge energy banks available. We have other backup battery sources available. So if you live out in the country somewhere and your, your utility won't pay you a thing for energy, then you get just enough solar to power your house during the day and fill your batteries from the night before. And then you can, you can be off the grid. 
I personally have a small solar system on my home. It's a 10.2 kilowatt system. I have 28 panels on my roof. I have three Tesla power walls in my garage. I'm currently running a, a, a test for the month of July where I am living on my, my power walls at night. I'm trying to see, especially during this ridiculous heat that we're seeing right now, how far I can go towards being off the grid for the month of July, a, a brutally hot month of July at that. And what I'm seeing right now, and we haven't adjusted, we haven't adjusted our living uh, standards at all. We've got the AC set to 74 during the day and 72 at night. We're running the washing machine and the dryer and all of these other things as needed. And I, I, I don't have uh, full results from that yet, but I've got some results from it. And, and it's looking like I can probably be off the grid during this during this uh, extreme heat. But frankly, where I live in Denton, because we have net metering, batteries are not really necessary because I could be pushing all that extra energy back to Denton during the day and then pulling it back from them at night just as easily as I'm putting it in my batteries and then using it from there. So as I heard you said, I'm going to simplify it to my um, military mind. It's you're that's able kind to of live off of your <laughs> Uh, you're able to live off of day to day during the day on the electricity and, and anything over goes up to net metering. So automatically, I've got to make sure I have net metering available to me. But then your battery pack backup, you're you're supplying that and then you're using it during the night and reestablishing or re-energizing re, re that during the next day. Is that correct? Yes. Basically. Yes. Okay. If you have batteries, that's how it works. Most of the people I deal with, don't buy batteries. They don't need batteries because, frankly, again, if you have net metering, you, batteries aren't going to save you any money. And, and they are expensive. I'm not going to lie to you. They're, they're expensive. Um, so, yeah, batteries are, are, are an option for a lot of people. Batteries also give you power if the grid goes down right now. If we lose the, the grid today. I'll have air conditioning in my house. And that that is a that is a big advantage of having backup batteries. Sure. These these solar systems are grid tied. They're tied to the grid. If you have solar panels on your roof and you don't have a backup battery system and the grid goes down, your house goes down as well. And here's why. Because if the grid goes down, there will be people out there working on that grid somewhere. And if you are backfeeding the grid power, you and everybody else who has solar panels on their roof are allowed to backfeed power to the grid during an outage. You're going to electrocute somebody somewhere down the downstream from you. So if I'm net metering with a local, but then the power grid does go down, I'm not able to run on my day to day power that I'm generating because they shut that down as well. Is that what I'm yes. understanding? Your 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 grid, your your solar system without batteries is is uh, it's called the the term is grid tied. It it it's connected to the grid. Okay. So, a hundred about you you said seventy percent seventy five percent are offset. Is that what I'm you said? That neighborhood, yes. Neighborhood. That's pretty impressive. I did not know that. Um, and you say we're the number one growth in the solar panel world here in Texas. It started uh, a, really in Colorado or California. Is that correct? That it's we're 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 ahead of California, and that's from a Forbes article that I'll be happy to share with you in my show notes at, at some point later. Okay. In the well, we want to remind our listeners you can find us. So welcomehomeradio.net, as well as 13 other platforms for this. Uh, you can find our shows there. Ask our questions. I know this is going to be a highly watched show, but it's just because it's informative. Uh, one of the things that I understand, and, I, and again, I am not knowledgeable on your indus industry, not knowledgeable on anything dealing with, but here in Texas, as I understand it, and Tom can make, make corrections on this as I say it in, inappropriately, is 
panels are not allowed to be in the appraisal process of a home here in Texas. How does the value, how, I'm sorry? Uh, go ahead, finish up. How does the value of this, am I correcting this, Tom? Am I saying this correctly or, or do I need to be corrected? Uh, is the solar panels a part of the value or the appraised value of a home when, when it's purchased or sold? Not if it's chattel. If they don't own it, if they don't own the solar panels, they haven't paid the solar panels off. They're either on a contract to buy them or they're leasing them or whatever methodology they're being financed. That's not part of the appraisal as far as that goes. They're separate property. Separate and Alan property. probably can address this. I don't know if he sold houses with solar panels at this point, but the well, realtor is yeah, I want to get Scott's insight on this because I think this is a big awareness we need to make listeners aware of because sometimes is it adding value? Is it, I mean, when does it add va final value? That sort of thing. So Scott, can you give us some insight on on this situation? Because here in Texas is slightly different, I think, than California or other states. I, I, I believe what you guys are referring to is... Um, Texas has a uh, appraisal guidelines for solar and wind-powered energy devices that's put out by um, Glenn Hager's office, the, the state controller. And what that states is that the appraisal district, if you add solar panels to your house, if you add $40,000 worth of solar panels to your house, your local appraisal district, your county appraisal district, when they start to determine the value of your house for tax purposes, they're not allowed to add those solar panels to the value of your house. That's the one thing that the state of Texas does statewide to help people who buy solar is they forbid your your county appraisal district. This is this is. Um, it's part of uh, section 202.010 of the Texas code that deals with solar energy, they're not allowed to add that to the value of your home. There's another thing, as long as we're talking about the state of Texas and things that they're not allowed to do, and this is also addressed in this same um, piece of legislation that is also in my show notes that I'll share with you in its entirety. The state of Texas says that a homeowners association cannot tell you that you can't put panels facing the street. This piece of legislation clearly says this when it regards solar panels and, and, and their placement. I mean, it says things like you can't put your solar panels in a common area, right? You know, or, or on somebody else's house. All of the, all of the duh things that are in there that are in this legislation. But it also says that if your so if your HOA says, okay, Tom, we don't want those panels facing the street. We want you to put them over here on this eastern facing span, so they're not facing the street. If that move of those solar panels results in a net loss of generation of 10% or more, which it most of the time does, you, they, they can't make you do that. Texas is actually referred to as a solar-friendly state, which is really kind of crazy considering how Texas is with oil and, and gas, and, and it, it, it's been our lifeblood for for so long, there are several other states, uh, namely North Carolina, Florida, Arizona, North Dakota, West Virginia, and Alaska that are also solar-friendly states where they have laws protecting people who want to put solar panels on their roof. And okay. Texas is one of those states. Okay. So, and I understand your comment about the appraisal district uh, that they can, you know, the value, but what I'm concerned about is when people are told, well, it's going to raise the value of your home to be sold. And I want to understand because appraisers aren't educated or certified on putting value of 
the solar panels that are installed, how does that get added in or when will it get added in into the appraisal value of the home overall? Because right now, what I understand, and Tom, correct me, Alan, appraisers aren't trained in that yet. They don't know how to value. Every appraiser I've talked to, they have stated they do not know how to value a solar panel system on a home. And that's where it's a concern because as educating and putting value back into my home, if I'm putting $40,000, $50,000 of that, I want to make sure the value of the property goes up. I would assume that would be, but I was shocked to understand that's not happening right now. What? How do you, how do you understand that differently than me so that we can let our audience know this? Well, the, 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 I, if, if appraisers aren't trained in how to value a solar system, it should be really easy. If you've got three years of, of average $400 electric bills at your house and you now have a solar system that zeroes those electric bills and costs you, say, $300 a month, uh, that adds value to your house. What I suggest people do, and this is something that Tom said on, on uh, March 23rd, and I agree with this, is that if at all possible, the, the house should be sold with the solar system paid for. Yes. If I sold my house tomorrow and my solar system's not paid for, my solar system is the only debt we've got at this house. If I sold my house tomorrow, I would pay off my solar system or or I would tell the buyer that it will be paid for at closing. Sure. And I would use equity to pay that off at closing. Okay. And sell my house as an off-the-grid house. And I promise you that, I mean, some people are going to look at that and say, no, I don't want those solar panels. I don't understand them. I don't know anything about them. And, and that's fine. Whatever. That, it, there's always going to be somebody who, who, who looks at things like that knows nothing about it, doesn't care to learn about it, and 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 zeroes the deal. That's fine. But I'll promise you my house would have a, a an increased value if it is sold knowing that that when Tom buys my house, he's not going to have an electric bill, period. That that adds value. Uh how that that is going to be transferred into a, a an appraisal is something for the real estate industry and, and the appraisal industry to figure out. I've got a, a good friend who's been a, a real estate appraiser in central Louisiana for a very long time. I, I, I may call him and ask him about that. Um, oh, we would love to hear. My, my guess is if there's not formal training on that topic, there will be soon. Because as you guys said in your last uh, podcast about this, there's a lot of solar being added to houses right now. Sure. No, and it, it, and it needs to be, it needs to be understood. And I think we even stated in that show that it was the, the, the legalities were through the end of this year. I'm sure they're going to change as the requirements are. Uh, and, and this is a separate financing opportunity. Can Tommy, can it be rolled back into a refi at this time? As he said, his outside financing, all of that, can can a refinance take place on a home and pay it off with the equity of the home? Is it filed as a lien against the property? No. Yes. No. So I just heard no. I just heard no from our expert. So yep. it's got to be a lien against the property. It's got to be a lien against the property. Or you're going to end up paying the higher cash out rates because you'd have to take cash out. Because you're going to do an A6. Okay. Then you'd, then you'd end up with an A6 to be able to arrange for it. Do you understand that, Scott, what he's saying on that? Not really. Tom, if you could, or or you want me to try to? You can do it. You've got, you've got a good what, he, what he's trying to say is if somebody wants, like yourself right now, you said you live, you're, you're debt-free except for this one debt. If you wanted to pay it off with the equity of your home, and doing a cash out refi, we could not refinance you as just a primary property. We would have to be taking what's called a cash out of that property because you're going to pay off an outside debt. It's not a lien on the home itself. So therefore, it changes the, the loan program 
that would be available. And again, being tied to the home is what I'm, it won't be in the appraisal, will it, will it Tom? It will not. At this time, the, the refinance that you would do, the value of that will not be in the appraisal as we discussed. So I'm just trying to make sure our audience understands the dichotomy. I see benefit to solar. I see benefit to you know the investment, but I'm trying to make sure we, we cover all the aspects of the real estate world of understanding once we go into this, what is the impact? Because the assumption, I have a friend that's looking at this right now, and his automatic assumption was, well, it adds value to my home and it automatically is appraised into the home. And that's not true at this time. Will it change in January of 2023? Yes, it could. I'm not saying it it, it won't, uh, but we're just trying to make sure we understand all of the ends, the sides of it, because what you're telling me, and I've written some notes here for my own, uh, I'm glad you brought on about the HOA. My home faces south. So the hottest part, again, and I don't know what the pitch is. I would have to look at that. Um, but, you know, my HOA probably would try to stop it. But to what you said, legality-wise, they cannot by the state okay. legislation. That's tremendous. That's great information. Um, so, again, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand the value of the property, being able to work with the, the financing of it. Alan, what do you see in the market right now as home sales? Have you sold a, a solar panel home yet? Have you? I never, I actually have not. And, but the reason I thought this would be a great show is because it's getting more and more prevalent out there. It is. And just like. Scott's doing a great job is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, he can afford those nice little airplanes and boats in the background. <laughs> so it's like any other comps or comps. And so. If you can use it, you can use it. If you can't, you can't. If the rules or laws change, then that they probably will change. The more people buy into solar, it's going to have to. Because I know in our neighborhood, and I have the perfect solar panel house. I got a slight pitch. It's a one-story, faces south. You know, and my electric bill is, I average probably only 175 bucks a month. Now, in this month, it might be 200 but I've never been above 200 So... You know, it's it's an interesting dynamic the way the comps are going to change. We got two, I think, two houses in our neighborhood now with solar panels out of the hundred and whatever there are in here, and so I see it coming. So when you when you show a client a house, you know we got to get we got to get up to speed on what value that brings. You know, like you were saying, does that is that going to be free and clear when they buy the house? Well, you would want it to be if you're a buyer agent. It you needs want it to, to be free and clear. So you could establish what a real value is. But if every house in that neighborhood is selling for $400,000 and the one with solar is selling for $440,000, you got to be able to show the value there. Um, and I think Scott said something really cool earlier, too, about there's always people that aren't going to want it and there's always people that are going to want it. Sure. It's the same thing with every product and service. And people will overpay for some things that they really, really want. And others don't see value in that same thing. So the more we see solar panels in our neighborhoods, and we are going to, this this show is so timely. And I totally believe, Scott, you know, most people are not informed, including a lot of us going into this. But I hear it on the I hear it all the time. I hear questions. Now we got Scott. He's been on the show. We can refer him to this show, our clients, and I can have my clients call Scott direct and get the facts. Yep. And I love that. I love that. So it's coming, and I think it's a good thing. I mean, I, everybody would love not to have an electric bill. But, you know, I face south, and I don't know what it would look like. I don't know how what the value is on a house. That if I'm paying 175 a month for electricity – paying $85 in February. I don't know how that all works out. You know, do I save money? Is it worth it? Those are the kind of things I hear. Uh, I haven't had a $400 electric bill since I bought this house, which had a the original air conditioner on it. So it's, it's better now. But I hear the common sense, yet what Scott said, and pardon my French, you know, people that really, when we don't know, we do, we can sound silly. But it doesn't mean we are. 
And it just means we don't know and we have to get people on the show that know. So I love that we're correcting a lot of stuff. On the same part of it, I'd like to know, is there a certain, is it just good for everybody? Okay, let's say you have a, forget the trees and the shade. I know it's not good for that. But if you have a, like me, you know, I have a 80 to a $200 electric bill, one story, nice slope, blah, blah, blah. Is there a certain percentage of your clientele that is better than others? Scott, is it a high electric bill or forgetting the green energy? I love green energy and, or I don't like green energy just from the financial standpoint. The people who do the best with solar, Alan, are people who have a, 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 an efficient home. But the, those are the same people who do better with their electrical bill from the from the, your your electric company. If your house is efficient, then you're going you're not going to use a lot of electricity, and you're not going to have giant electric bills. If your house is efficient, you're not going to need a boatload of panels on it to cover your needs. That's where I wrote down that little thing here while you were talking. So on a house like mine facing south, pretty good situation electric-wise. Um, I don't need 35 panels all over the place, right? No, you probably don't. As a matter of fact, Alan, I'll make you a deal. Send me a copy of a recent electric bill, and I'll do a proposal for you, and we'll go through it on another show. I'd love to do that. I won't show it to anybody else until I show it to you three guys all at one time. If you want to make this a little bit of a challenge, if I can't save you $15,000 over 25 years, you 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 give $100 to to my favorite charity. And and or if I if I can save you $15,000 over 25 years, you you donate $100 to my charity and if I can't, I'll donate $100 to yours. And that brings uh, I mean, up my that's, that's, another question for me. I, I'm all about age, charity. I, I'm all about donations to charity. What 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 a like myself? You know, in 25 years, I won't give a crap about solar. I won't give a crap about nothing. But where the toilet is or something. So, right. if you're 35 years old, I see that. If you're 25 in your first house, I get it. But what if you're you know on the other end of the spectrum? And uh, and I know. The reason I met you is because of a, we have a, a friend on Facebook who we both have friends. My next door and, neighbor. Right. Okay. And so she's, you know, we're in the same age bracket. So just from an ignorant, I don't know what I'm talking about point of view for me, where does that go on? Like who, who is your best prospect as a solar professional? I sell, I sell solar to retired people all the time. Here, here's the deal, Alan and, and, and guys. If you don't go solar, guess what's going to happen next month? You're going to get an electric bill. And the following month. And the following month. And guess which direction over time those electric bills are going to go? They're not going to go down ever. You're, you're, you're never going to pay less for electricity than you are right now per if on a, on a per kilowatt hour basis, everything is just going up. So you don't ever pay off it. Let's say if you have uh, whatever electric company, you're, you're never going to pay them off. You're going to be paying them every month for the rest of your life. Uh, as long as you live in that house, solar is the same thing. If you're 60 years old and you don't plan on moving. And that's another thing is that if you plan on moving in two or three years, don't buy solar. I've told people that I've had customers tell me during the middle of a presentation, well, we're thinking about selling this house in two years. And I just throw up my hands and say, no, you're not a candidate because you're just creating a bunch of extra work for yourself down the road. But let's say you're, you're 60 years old and you plan on staying in your house and you're in good shape and living until 80 is, is uh, yeah, I see that. Living until 80 is is easily in the realm of, of possibility these days. Right. Guess what? You're going to have an electric bill until you're 80. So 
the the notion of and, and somebody said in the in March 23rd show that what about all of this debt? Where, what happens with all of this debt? Well, when you buy a solar system, if you're buying it properly and you're not getting just absolutely murdered on the cost of it, which does happen, I have to say that there are people out there um, who, who are charging way too much money for these things. And that's unfortunate, but nothing I can do about that. But if you are... are uh, going to go solar and and you're 60 years old there, there's there's nothing wrong with with going solar and doing it with a 20-year note uh, if it saves you money from day one it saves you money from day one if you sell your house in 10 years and decide to move into a retirement facility or whatever again hopefully you'll have enough equity in your home that is part of that transaction you can sell your home with a at, with the system being paid for and pay for it and and transfer it all to the new owner and the new owner buys the house with the system paid for i i'm not a fan of people selling a house and also saying you know you can buy my house for four hundred thousand, but you also have to assume this note on the solar uh and it's x amount a month i i don't know that i would do that personally as a, as a home buyer and can that happen it does happen, sure. It, it, if people get solar and they're in a long-term loan and they decide to move. So the lender will allow them to assume the note? The lender will allow them to, to assume Is the there note. any contingent liability on the original owner once they sell it? Not that I know of. Okay. Not that I know of. I mean, if somebody takes over the, the note, that's generally releasing the first person and... and but you're not, not for sure on that. Not though. the other one. It's, it's it, I don't think it's quite that way, like on an old VA loan. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know for sure. That well, real that, estate yeah. obviously is full of lawyers, and and there's right and wrong. There's no middle. So every deal has an answer. And I've not personally been involved in it. I I, I know realtors that have, and I can talk to them about it and see what they've been through. But you know. A buyer either needs to know, okay, I'm buying this contract from you, but you can't do that till you own the house. I don't think. It's like you can't go in and make changes to a house before you close or whatever, that kind of a thing. I, right. I think you have to have an answer. So you can't represent a buyer and say, hey, you know, I know if a buyer says I want a house with solar panels, then you got to do a lot of digging, I would assume, and figure out who's paying for what. And it's got it to be clear. You're not closing. Too many damn lawyers involved. So, you know, that's the way it works. And real estate contracts are very specific on a lot of stuff. So this would be some kind of a different piece of something I haven't seen yet. But I I, I want to find out because I know it's coming. I think there are probably changes to your TEA contract coming to deal with solar. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure of that because there's enough people that this is going to be an issue moving forward and it's going to have to be addressed. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have not had people sell their house yet who, who have solar. I have, I've got neighbors who have, I've got neighbors who have solar that I didn't sell them. And I've seen those houses exchange hands. I, I, I again, I don't know the, the details well, there's on, a way for sure. yeah. on how it all worked out. Uh, but I do know that these loans are assumable. And I also know this. These solar loans don't require somebody to be a rock star to qualify for them. You don't have to be a credit rating rock star. They are basically what I do with people when we look at solar and you tell me, okay, let's do it. Let's sign it up on a 20-year note. We do a very simple, uh, back when I sold automobiles back in the 80s we called this a five line credit app where it's basically we get the last four digits of your social security number your date of birth your address your occupation and your income and that's all that's that's all that's taken it's run through and we get an answer back in 15 or 20 seconds it, it's all done electronically it's all based on your credit score if you've got credit score over say 640, 650, chances are you're going to be okay. 
Um, I've had customers who, who have told me going in, I've got some credit issues. My husband didn't work for three months during COVID or whatever. And I have had not had any of those people declined for credit. I have had one guy decline for credit. And he basically told me straight up before I even ran him, you're not going to be able to get me approved. And guess what? I didn't. Um, sometimes we, we run across uh, an approval, a, a conditional approval, where somebody's trying to buy a system that's X amount of money and they get approved for a smaller amount of money. Uh, that does happen. And in those cases, we either have to start talking about putting some cash down or we have to start removing panels until we get to the to the amount that you're approved for to the number. So what is the what is if you can share with us just really quick, maybe not your personal history, but in general, a where do they start and how much of these things cost? And if you get a small one or the big ones or whatever, how does it work? Cost wise? Yeah. Um, it, it it really just depends on how much how much you need. What's the littlest one you ever did? The littlest one I ever did was a fella in Anna, Texas, which is, uh, I think, up close to some of you guys. That's up by Van Alstine. Yeah. And he was with a, he's also probably one of the largest savers that I have done because he was with one of these small utility companies that just absolutely clobbers you on the price of electricity. But they did offer net metering. So I was able to put, I think I put 12 panels on his house that cover his electric bill and are going to end up saving him over a 20, 25 year period, uh, tens of thousands of dollars. If you factor in a 3%, which is generous these days or, or, or conservative rather, uh, if, if you factor in a 3% annual bump in the cost of electricity, um, what did he pay you for that? I, I don't remember what it was. I I, I want to say somewhere in the neighborhood of seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars. It was a, a, a very small system. I, I've put systems up that were in excess of a hundred thousand dollars. Well, it's like swimming pools. Some of them are over a hundred grand. I, I, I've got a I've got a customer in Crum right now who we're we're wrangling and working and on the final details and. I actually sent them a contract uh, about 24 hours ago. Their system is right around $100,000. These people have a big house. They have a pool. They have all of these goodies and things that, that eat up electricity. And we're able to get them a 90% offset on their big giant house. Uh, and the, their solar system is going to save them a ton of money. Their solar system payment is going to be $279. And she told me that she just got her bill from June and it was $500 for electricity. And I asked her how many kilowatt hours did she consume during that billing cycle? And she told me 3,100 roughly. And her system, as it is proposed in that same 30-day period, would generate 3,400 kilowatts of energy. So we're going to turn her $500 summer electric bill into a $279 electric bill. That's a big deal, y'all. Uh, and, and furthermore, when her utility announces in six months, okay, we're going up from 14 cents a kilowatt hour to 16 cents a kilowatt hour. Hers is not going to go up. Hers is going to stay right where it is. And in 10 years, her utility bill would probably be seven to $800 during the same period of time. But her solar payment is going to be $279. That's well, Scott, hard. I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm going to have, we're going to have to start winding it down. I appreciate you coming on today to correct and inform us about the solar energy industry, what's happening allow us to bring up some questions and discovery. There seems like there's a lot more to hear to go over and and we will consider and talk among ourselves on that offer that you had on a quote for, for Alan and we could share it right here. 
uh, have a neat discussion on it. Uh, I, I would I would find that intriguing. So, but I want to say thank you again for content. Now, how can our listeners contact you? Real quick, your phone number, your website. Your your listeners can contact me at brightside.solar, uh, or they can call me at nine four zero two one seven sixty forty. Um, I should have put my phone number in my name thing like Alan did. I see that now. <laughs> um, but, Brightside.solar is, and let me just say one other thing. On my website, you, you've seen these ads for solar calculators out there, right? And every single one of them collects all of your personal information. I've got a solar calculator on my website that doesn't collect anything, and it will give you a, a, a realistic look at the cost of a solar system for your house. So go to Brightside.solar and play with my uh, my my solar calculator it has shading factors built into it where you can select how much shade you have you can select the offset you want it'll tell you basically what size system you need how many panels you need what the average payment on such a system would be what your 25 year savings would be uh it's all right there in front of you and customers really appreciate that most of the people who i sell solar to tell me I went to your website and you gave me a lot of information and you were interested in giving me that information and not just interested in getting my, my name and my information so you could start calling me and bothering me. Uh, which is another thing. Solar gets a bad rep because of these guys knocking on your doors. Sure. They, they, and, and But frankly, knocking on your door is probably the most effective way to sell solar. But I hate it. I will not knock on doors. I don't knock on doors. I have never knocked on doors. I sell primarily friends and referrals, and I stay busy day in and day out. Well, we want to thank you very much for joining us today. I am so grateful. Again, welcomehomeradio.net. Go there and ask your questions. We'll get back with Scott, get those questions answered for you, and we hope to have you on in the future. I'm Blair Thomas. Hi, I'm Alan Pace. Tom, Tom, you always go second. I just wanted to change the routine today. You're really messing with him now. <laughs> and I'm hey, Tom Holm. God bless. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Let's go solar, y'all. You got it.